We're getting so close to being live, buddy. We're, we're going to be live soon. I'm excited. It's going to be fantastic. we're live jeff jeff i think we're live um so hey everybody welcome this is junk miles and junk carolyn miles redmond by the jeff. way has said that we can see jeff so the people are getting the eye candy that they deserve <laughs> yeah that's good that's i think that's a big part of it making sure they see me but and they're going to see a very special guest very soon chip yes. right very oh. special guest this week. i feel like yeah it's a yeah we're, we're back to having some guests it's been a little while so i'm excited it's been a it's been a hot minute. I believe that's what my guests uh, our guests said before. I, I don't that. understand those words. I don't, I don't either. But she's younger than us by at least a decade. And yeah, uh, 15, little, 20 years. Little hipper than us. Yeah. Chip, let's get to getting right now. This is episode thirty-five. It is. I think we we spoke last about a week and a half ago, if I'm correct. Right. We had that falling out. We haven't spoken since. Right. I think we should address the elephant in the room. The new merch we are wearing. We are both sporting. What do we got? We got Fraud Street Run Philly 2020 t-shirts, guys. If you haven't heard us talk about this ad nauseum in the past, we have a little run coming up this Saturday and Sunday called the Fraud Street Run. We are raising money for Phil Abundance, and we're going to run virtually. You can run anywhere you want. You can run in Philly. You can run in Ontario. We have people running in the Netherlands, in Germany, in Japan, not lying, this is true, people. Just run 11-ish miles. You can bike some, you can take a cab, you can walk some. Chip, we talked about- You can lie about it, to be completely honest. Yeah. I, we're not checking up on you. Right. So that is taking place. If you're interested, just go to junkmileshow.com and you'll see uh, a link to Fraud Street Run. Chip, Right now, I'm going to give you the totals we have raised through the generosity, the incredible generosity of people around Philly and around the country and around the world who, I guess people are feeling positive now, Chip. People are feeling hopeful. Yes. A regime change. There's some, going to be some goodness. We have a vaccine coming up. Everybody's happy. The Dow Jones is up, baby. Yeah, if that's it. All you have to say is, hey, Biden's going to be president soon. Dow Jones goes up. Dow, Dow, Dow Jones. I said yeah, the Down Jones. Down Jones sounds like a like an alt band from the nineties. I'd listen to them. Like I feel like I saw them open for Stephen Malcolmus and the Jicks. There you go. Believe. Down Jones, Steve Malcolm, yeah. just double bill. I like it. Um, yeah. So, Chip, direct donations so far. These generous, crazy, generous people have made two. Phil abundance. And by the way, let me interrupt you by saying. That last time we were on this podcast, you and I, mm -hmm. we had at the time of the podcast, we had just topped twenty thousand dollars. That was very I, exciting. Blew, blew my mind. Blew my mind. Yes. Honestly, thought there'd be five to ten of us running on a Sunday, raising two hundred bucks, which still yep. would be great. Sure, but things took off, and like I said, people are the best. Everyone is just so incredibly great, Chip. The total right now is $40,387. Direct donations to 
Bill Abundance. Thank you, everybody. And $40,000. $40,000 so far. People are great. We also hopefully will have about $8,000 additional dollars just from t-shirt sales, just from buying these lovely tees. We're hopefully- They're They're stylish. Styles. Feel good. Feel nice and cottony and and, Mm -hmm. and nice- I wore mine out. I went for a run on Forbidden Drive Saturday. It was beautiful. It was like 60 degrees. I got a lot of thumbs up. I had people yelling, Fraud Street, Fraud Street, a lot of runners out there. Nice. And there was a woman head to toe in a giant banana costume. Of course. With one other woman. And I don't think they were in a race. I think they were just out for a run and one woman a banana. And the banana woman said to me, go Fraud Street. Made me very happy. I mean, the amount of potassium that that gives you. Mm-hmm. Sure. On, on her her costume had a great appeal, Chip. Okay. I think this is where we end the podcast. It's been a lot of fun. We've raised a lot of money, but I think we say goodnight and that's it. I think that's it. Um, I, oh, here's, no. here's the thing with you. Mm-hmm. I, I just, what are you going to do with your half of the money? <laughs> that's my question. Chip, even joking like that. I'm going to get a four-wheeler. You're going to get a four-wheeler? Yeah. Probably just a pair of matching jet skis for me and me sure. and my, uh, you know, my, my, my best lady, my best yeah. gal. Your beloved, your steady date. Chip, my God, don't even joke about such things. Every cent going to fill abundance. And uh, who knows? Hopefully, you know, people will be enthused and we're going to do this next year. We can have an actual run where we can all run together. We can all get a drink afterwards. We could wear crazy costumes rollerbladers, bikers, people on Heelys, unicycles, stilt walkers. I, it's a little bit of everything. Unicycles. Did you say unicycles? Unis- of course. Right. Yeah. Juggling unicycles. Just a guy in stilts, just killing it, crushing it, running past us. I think it'd be great. I love but, it. I love but it. But until then, I hope to see you guys out there. The run starts. You can start the run really anytime, but officially Saturday morning through Sunday, Take pictures, post your times, hashtag uh, Fraud Street Run, and it will be a lot of fun. You go on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can see all pictures of people. I've already gotten pictures, uh, emails of people who have run the course. Very excited. I'll be posting those. So um, There's a exciting. woman, a friend of mine in Canada who is- Pogo Mar- sticks, Chip. Sorry. Pogo sticks. Pogo sticks. Thank you, Maria Geiger. Pogo sticks. Yes, thank you, Maria. Pogo yes. sticks. Um. She is, there's a woman that I know who I went to high school with who is up in Canada now. She is running virtually. She's going to be streaming it through like a video game platform. So like her, I I don't know the lingo these days of these gamers, but she's going to be running. She created a course in- On Twitch maybe? video game world. Yeah, probably Twitch, I would- Twitch, yes. Yeah. And she's going to be twitching through 11 miles on her computer. That's great. I love it. I love it. Let's see. We got a uh, Greg, Greg Gethard, Nolano, uh, matching shirts, and they called dibs on stilt walking. They will be the stilt walking Gethards. I think that would be fun. Mm-hmm. See that maybe their handsome little son could be on a might be too big for a uh, baby Bjorn, but maybe he could do like a big wheel. Sure. Right. Get your kids out there. Oh my God, Josh matches is going to crawl. 
He's going to do a Josh, hopefully an army crawl. I think that would be wonderful. Yeah. Don't use the legs, Josh, all upper body, all torso. That's what you, you know what, Chip? I feel bad. We have an amazing guest waiting in the wings. Let's bring this guest on right now. You ready? We do. So can, can I give her a little, uh, yeah, why don't you give her a little uh, professional, use your best chip chantry performing voice. Ladies and gentlemen, your guest for this evening. She is the author of the book. Clearly. I didn't think this through. She's a writer for the New York times vice and much more, and a good pal of ours. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Anna Goldfarb. Oh my, oh my goodness. God. There she We're is, here. Anna Goldfarb. We're here. <laughs> I hope I did okay, Anna, with my announcer voice. And uh, this, is, I loved this it. is great. I was the banana woman. This is where <laughs> I reveal. <laughs> she does have a lot of appeal. Oh, and by the way, I just checked she is on Facebook right now. I, I wanted to make sure because it was just you and I, but now the three of us, Anna, you're on Facebook. How famous are you? Lighting up Facebook. You are lighting up Facebook right now. Anna, I want to get the first question I want to ask you, and this is yeah. another reason why I love you. In your Twitter bio, you mention craves nachos. Yeah. Right? I yeah. always crave nachos. It's the one food. There's never a time in my life where I'm not craving nachos even after a large plate of delicious nachos i still crave nachos nachos have a lot going on there's mm -hmm. the salty there's the gooey there's the acidic jalapeno it's the perfect food and i there's always the, you love it. it the crunch there's yeah. a texture element there's a soft there's a crunchy there's a soupy salsa it's Oh. A bean, there's beans involved. It yeah. has everything. There's everything and I need it. I think the last time I saw you, Anna, we had some nachos out back. Am I, am I correct in this? Well, nachos would be a rewriting of the history. We had guac and chips. Guac and chips. <laughs> but um, maybe next, it's an aspirational nacho for that next is. time I see you. That is. Yeah. Um, the thing I, I love, I mean, I just love everything about nachos, but when you get the crisp chips and then you get the big soggy chips and you like just kind of yeah. go back and forth between the two. Fantastic. Guac sour cream on the side, right? You know what I mean? You don't want it. See, like I get it with my family and they, they don't eat anything and I eat everything. So I get all the goodness and they basically just have a chip with a little cheese on it and maybe an olive. Give me your favorite place to get nachos in the Philly area. Um, you know, there's so many different kinds of nachos. Mm -hmm. There's like a American gringo nacho. There's, oh my gosh, what do I like nachos? I like Royal Taverns nachos, but they're always tooling with it and they just redid it. Um, I'm open for nacho business. Okay. I'm looking for new nachos. New nachos, Loco guys. Loco Pez, I think, has good nachos. It's like... It really depends on the chips. Some chips are too light. Some are too heavy. Blue corn uh, in South Philly has great um, ch a chip. But that's sort of like the salsas in a little dish. And you sort of like make your own. Um, I'm, I'm open to all nacho. Uh, what, whatever they have, I want it. Yeah. Chip. Well, well Anna, thanks for thanks for stopping by. Uh, it was great to talk to you. And nacho have, have talk, a great chip night. Chip and Jeff. <laughs> nacho, talk. nacho Miles. Thank you, Anna. I'm staying. I'm taking over with Jeff. She's sticking around. She's uh, okay. She's vying for my job, Jeff. Should we call this segment Chips and Salsa and I'm Salsa and you're Chip? Or you wouldn't be Salsa for once and I could be Chip? I, I'd like to be a little Salsa. I can be a little Saucy. I think Medium? I'd like to try it. Medium yeah. Chunky? A little Caliente. <laughs> 
chunky. I'm chunky. Oh, boy. Um. <laughs> so, Anna Goldfarb, thanks. thank you so much for coming. Uh, again, not only a great writer, a good friend of both Jeff and I. Um, I want to jump right into an article you wrote recently uh, for the, huh, uh, uh, drum roll please, the Times of New York, the New York Times, um, about Thanksgiving. It's Thanksgiving's coming up. We're mere days away. It doesn't look like what it's go what it has looked like since the days of the pilgrims. Yeah. These are a little bit different this year, obviously COVID related. Um, you wrote an article about spending Thanksgiving all by your lonesome. Yeah, all by yourself. Yeah. And I was inspired to write this because I recently wrote, like in the spring, I wrote about how to celebrate your birthday even if you're not feeling it, or maybe it's like almost a year ago. I don't remember. They kind of, time is, time, time, has time doesn't matter existing. anymore. Nobody remembers what time is. But um, about a year ago or so, whatever time is, I wrote a piece about how to celebrate your birthday, even when you're not feeling it um, for the New York Times. And I thought that this piece was a sort of a spiritual successor of there's this day coming up, you know, what's on the calendar. You don't have any plans. Like how do you make the day not be a bust. Um, so I went through and talked to some experts and came up with some ideas where even if you're not feeling Thanksgiving, you still should take some time and plan something to do. It doesn't have to be elaborate. It doesn't have to cost anything, but you need a plan. Because um, what happens is when you talk to people and they say, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? You say nothing. And it kind of reinforces maybe a little self-pity or a little like feeling blue it's like I got nothing I got nothing so it's like you gotta come up with something you could do a puzzle watch a movie bake something uh make a date with a friend and have hot chocolate or wine together like do something um we still have some time it's it's not too late just come up with a plan um one of the other things I wanted to say that a, a one of my experts made the point that we're not the only um, and living beings alone on the holidays, lots of animals and shelters are alone too. Um, so it's always a great idea to seek animal companionship, you know, maybe volunteer at a shelter, take a dog for a walk or help um, maybe a friend or loved one that has a pet that you want to borrow their dog and take them for a walk. Like, If anybody wants to come pet. over and take two dogs for <laughs> a um, however long you want, I have two. There's just probably one in the background right now. They're great. Oh, they're, they're, great. they're just so easy and they, they rarely bark or eat gross stuff off the street, find dead birds, bring them to us and, you know, nothing like that. So you could definitely just text me if you're interested in, in spending some quality time with two lovely animals. Yeah. Get some, get some animals in on it. And it I have a little tripod, a little cat. She has three paws. Which I think right now, I'm going to buck tradition. Uh, we usually do it a little bit later in the show. I, You know what I think it's time for right now, Jeff? Do you know what it's time for? I know. Let me let, hold it. What time is it, Jeff? Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Pet Chat. Chip and Jeff. Pet chat. <laughs> Let's do it. Chip and Jeff and Anna. We're talking Pet Chat. We went right oh, into Pet Chat. Normally, Pet Chat's one of our uh, most popular segments. Kind of hold it off to the end, tease it a bit. 
We brought up a tripod, a three-legged kitty cat. Three-legged cat. And you cannot mention a three-legged cat without turning it fully into, I believe her name is Eleanor. Yeah, Eleanor. How old is Eleanor? Eleanor is five. Mm-hmm. She was a junior when we got her. She was a year and a half. Uh, she was missing a paw. And we were like, we got to get that special girl. We and for the her. people at home, which paw is, is not there? It's the front. This is like a pop quiz on my cat. It's the front <laughs> left one. I think she only has one shoulder blade. Just like <laughs> hopping around. She kind of hops like a bunny. She does, she's adorable um, when she does that. Yes. Yeah. She kind of like hops all around the house. What do you think the one thing that it like, is, the, is there something that she does with your experience with cats that she does that's different? Like, does she attack something in a different way because of the tripodness? What's one thing that she does that, that's unique to, to her? Um, she will not sit on my lap without a blanket down. Whoa. Because okay. she needs the stability. Anything, she, she's very like unsure about anything that she can't stabilize on. So if, she won't just sit on my lap. Like other cats will just curl up and not care. But I need a blanket on my lap. So she'll feel sense. comfortable jumping in. Chip, what about Gary and Ernie? They, uh, they lap cats? Uh, yes, they're they are most certainly lab cats, especially Gary was, uh, Gary was the aloof one because he was the new guy for a while. We had, of course, we had Stanley the dog and we had, we had Ernie and Gary was the new guy, even for, but he was around for a couple of years, but he just kind of kept his distance for a while. And then of course, you know, we talked about, we, we unfortunately had to say goodbye to Stanley this summer. Uh, very soon after that, Gary showed up as Mr. In the Mix and is even more in the mix than Ernie is now. He's he's right up in our faces almost at all times. He's just right up there, all out four o'clock in the morning. He's yeah, there, yeah. meowing at us, putting uh, his hand in my wife's face, and <laughs> uh, and sitting with us when we're watching TV. And uh, yeah, but Ernie does too. But uh, Gary Gary loves to get up in his business. Love it, love it. How about, how about your two ladies? They're good. They're uh, they're just. They're a lot of work. I love them very much. They're both seven. We got them and we adopted both of them when they were five. They're sisters. They look nothing. How many years ago was that? Two years ago. Okay. (laughs) They, um, you know, originally Anna, when I got two dogs who were sisters, who were, they were a bonded pair. So you had to take both. You couldn't separate them. So they were like, sort of like Siamese twins. Like they Mm -hmm. were actually physically, physically bonded. Right. Okay. So I thought they were going to be best friends and sleep together and be like just chums. They are like just two siblings who tolerate each other. Some days they're friends. Some days they purposely just piss each other off and like prank each other. And it's, it's kind of fun. It keeps it interesting. Um, they're wonderful, wonderful dogs. I'm, uh, I am very smitten with both of them. Um, so it's kind of cool. Chip. Uh, smitten. Uh, Carolyn Redmond brought up and it also does backdoor talks and goes into cat talk schmidt and kitten mm-hmm. we need to talk about that for a while that would uh anna would you say that was that your big real first foray into was that like your your big break like that's how that's how i met you i believe that's how jeff probably met you as the the writer of schmidt and kitten and uh, that was a big thing in it, probably all over the country but especially in philadelphia uh for a while when i first met you that was a thing that a lot of people especially women that i knew loved uh schmidt and kitten can you can you tell the uh, listeners a little bit about 
what what that was. Smitten Kitten was a humor blog about dating that I started in 2008. It was Obama, yes we can, started Schmidt and Kitten, in that order. Um, <laughs> and I started it with my best friend at the time and we did drawings of different kinds of guys in Philly. And then I noticed we we're getting more of a national audience. So I was like, let's try and talk about things that anyone can relate to anywhere. Cause no one's really gonna get Barbary or standard tap jokes. <laughs> you know, like, let's open it up. Let's see how far we can take this. And yep. I ended up just kind of going for it. And I had so much fun. My philosophy with Schmidt and Kitten was I used to be a music writer when I was a younger lady. And I know the best record reviews to read are ones that love record or that like pan a record. Yeah. So I sort of modeled Schmidt and Kitten on that. Like you either love something a guy does or you hate something a guy does. Cause those are the most interesting like reactions I'd have. So I just kind of became record reviews of guys behavior. That's weird. I never even thought about that, but like a middling review is something I don't never really bother with. I don't, I don't it's think useless. I've, yeah, I've never really cool. noticed that, but that's, that's pretty genius. Cause you, I mean, it's, yeah. well, it's the same thing. It's in standup comedy too. It's all about emotion. It's, it's, you have to take a side on everything for it to be funny, for it to be interesting. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, that's why cable news works so well nowadays, because, you know, if you just reported the news, people wouldn't watch, but you need some sort of, uh, you need to be angry about something or excited about something. And that's it. What, right. now, let me ask you this, uh, twofold question. What was your favorite thing or least favorite thing? So let's go one way or the other, one end of the spectrum, or the other uh, guy trait that you wrote about in Schmidt and Kitten. And what was your favorite thing that you wrote about as a music reviewer? Like you're the most, probably if you remember the most passionate thing that you were like, I love this album or I love this band. I love this show. What was it? Take us back, Anna Goldfarb. Are you a Fall Out Boy fan, Anna? Are you the one? Someone I, I know. Am, I love Fall Out Boy. They're yeah. my favorite band. That's right. That's you then. Okay. I love, I love them. Um, as far as music, my music writing really only covered boys in their 20s playing guitar. I mean, it's like a very narrow subset. It was like maybe spanned six record labels, just like mm -hmm. any band from Epitaph, yeah. Jade Tree. Uh, you know, it was just very limited <laughs> cover. But I wrote, um, I think I wrote about The Faint that I was really excited about because I loved that band. I loved their live show and I like was such a fan but I learned that being a fan and having it be your job is kind of weird because I just kind of miss just loving something just to love it. There's always like an angle of like, oh, I love this record. I should write about it. I should sell a review. I should sell an interview. And I just wanted to be a fan and follow up boys that to me. I'm just a fan. I've never written yeah. about them. Um, it's just a very different relationship when you're a fan. Yeah, you almost um, couldn't because you love them so much. It's it's even harder to write. I, I had to cup, write a couple of reviews back in the 2000s about two bands. I mean, I loved, and I just couldn't put the words down and I couldn't, any other band I could be like, oh, these guys are great. If you're into blank and blank, yeah. you'll love these guys. But I never wanted to write something that might dissuade someone from liking them or over hyping them. Like they're so precious to you that I, and I had such a hard time doing that. But, you know, the Baja Men, they're a great band. I wrote about them anyway. 
I mean, yeah. And I think people like the their the the review. If they like their follow up album. I think it was great. Well, they did they did let those dogs out, and I think that's the that's what we have to remember about them. Annie, you wrote something that I read and I found it very interesting, and you wrote a, an awesome article about how to connect with your coworkers who you're missing. Because, you know, we're all working from home now, pandemic times and everything. Like, you know, you have your family, you have your significant others, your pets, but you've spent the majority of the time with your coworkers, good or bad. And I think, you know, this could be a nice breather, of course, from some coworkers who you just had enough of. But if you're, you know, really, really had a good relationship with people and it was part of your life, you relied on them to to, you know, bring you up when you were feeling down and vice versa. Like it's tough not having them around and like zoom doesn't cut it and stuff. So you had some, some good tips about, you know, how to stay in touch with your coworkers during this time. Yeah. I think a lot of it is being intentional because there is no spontaneity. Spontaneity is dead. We're not going to run into someone at the bar, at the gym, like at work even. So you really have to treat it like an appointment and say, I am missing these coworkers. I need to reach out. And you have to be very transparent with them and say, I'm missing you. I'd like to talk more. I miss our side chats. Like, can we be in touch more? Um, If there's ever a time to be transparent with what you need with people, it's right now because people cannot read your mind. They are preoccupied with themselves and what's going on in their world. So it might feel like, you know, I'm being left behind or I'm alienated from people I care about. And it's not that they don't care about you. They just don't know that you're looking to them for that. Um, And I also think you should reach out to new coworkers. Mm-hmm. And just say, hey, can we get on a 15-minute call? Let them know how, how long you expect to talk. Ask them about their background, what drew them to the field. Like, this is a really great opportunity to reach out to the outer circles of your work relationships and, like, those acquaintances that you always wanted to get to know better. Um, this is the perfect time to try to make more connections because a lot of our friends are, like, treading water and our friends at work and... You know, they may not be able to be there as frequently as you need. So it's like, expand the pool, like meet some more yeah. people um, and the, keep it going. And, and the key and, is you got to like, you have to be the one to like, put yourself out there by saying this. It sounds easy enough to be like, hey, just be like, hey, I miss you. Can we get together? But that could sound awkward. It could sound desperate. But like, once you do that, I would imagine the coworker would be like, oh, thank you. You know, like definitely. Yeah, it's permission. It's like, right. I miss you too. What can we do? Let's do a standing Thursday phone date. Like mm-hmm. then you can be, then you can attack the problem together. Of Like, I miss you too. I'm feeling out to sea. I'm feeling disconnected. How can we, how can we make this work? Now, having said that, um, Jeff, do you have anything to say to me? <laughs> I think we're good, Chip. Okay. I think, uh, okay. think things, are, things are good. Okay, I just wanted. I just wanted as to, is, as yeah. is. Okay, status quo is what you're saying. Stati- the status quo. We'll we'll keep it, keep it as as is. Okay, Chip. I think one of the exciting things, and Anna will be one of our, our, our like our our test guests. We're gonna have a new segment. I think we're very excited about. Um, that's gonna come up soon. Right before that, Chip, I did some research, and Anna, I, I also did some research. We were talking about bands we love, music. Um, Thanksgiving's coming up. 
as we know. And everyone loves, you know, Christmas carols. People love so holiday songs, right? I went and there are a lot of great Thanksgiving songs, as we all know, a lot of really awesome ones. But I found, according to Google, the least popular Thanksgiving songs. Would you like, would you like to hear some of them? I'd, lo I'd love to hear the least popular. Oh, these are the least popular. The Let's see. Number one, least popular Thanksgiving song, the Thanksgiving shoes. It's that that has to be double sad is what I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Number two, I'm dreaming of a white meat mess. Yeah. It, it sounds dry. Dry. And, not. Yeah. Right. No. Healthier. You, but you know yeah. what it needs, Chip? It needs some gravy. It's cold outside. Okay. That gravy? would be. I'd like to cancel that one for a whole other set of reasons. Just a few more. These sound horrible. I, I don't know where they came from. Probably the dark web, I would imagine. These I would assume so. Dark web. Oh, come all ye platefuls. Okay, Jeff. Uh, I, I can understand why that. I have nothing to do with these. I just. Right. No, I understand. I'm I, just I totally pulling them together. Yeah. Three more, I promise. Just three okay. more. Is that you, cranberry sauce? <laughs> okay. 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 Two more. It's the most wonderful pie of the year. Right. And lastly, the least popular Thanksgiving song, Little Drumstick Boy. <laughs> okay. That's, I'm sorry. You know, Jeff, you did a lot of great things this year. You raised $40,000 uh, for, for a great cause. You have mm -hmm. two wonderful cats, or one, two wonderful dogs. <laughs> um, and uh, you have a lot of editing software. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that, you know, I don't know, maybe we could edit out the last three minutes of this podcast for whatever reason. If, maybe there's audio issue, uh, issues. Uh, if you, are you saying let's get to our new segment? This is a new segment called That's Fantastic with That's Chip fantastic. and Jeff. Fantastic day, fantastic times. That's fantastic, Chip and Jeff. This segment will focus on one singular fantastic facet of your life, something you did or you are currently involved with, big or small, that brings you joy, the weird, the wonderful. Anna, tell us something fantastic that you are involved with. Um, well, I recorded a song called The Little Drumstick Boy. Did you? <laughs> Oh, I cannot wait for that. <laughs> Anna was eight years old. She was on Al Albert's showcase. Yeah. She had her best Thanksgiving Day dress on. In one hand, a little drumstick. Yes. And uh, by, by the way, and I, and I will, I, we will have to bring this to light at some point. But uh, my wife, Kim, who's listening right now, uh, her one and only impression that she does, but she does it quite well is a toddler telling a joke on the Al Albert showcase. And she nails it, it's very good. We'll have to see it at some point. I recently watched clips of like eight different, well, the, the little kids had a name. It's time for like the tiny toddlers with Al. I think, I think you called them Teeny Boppers, right? Teeny Boppers? Teeny Boppers, yes. Yeah. yeah. That's gonna, well, we should do a whole show, bring on Besides Anna, other teeny boppers who were part yes. of the Al Albert showcase. I think that would be great. We're in a um, Facebook group. I'll hook you up. <laughs> Get it all together. A little therapy session. 
That's right. Well, most people don't know this about me, but I filmed a viral video of Michael J. Fox playing Johnny B. Good at a gala that he threw in like 2011 or something. So 2011, mm -hmm. you're at a gala. Yeah, or, I used to go to galas. The fundraiser gala situation? Yeah, it was for his uh, Parkinson's Foundation. And did you, did you go for a certain foundation. reason? Did you just buy a ticket or were you sent there for, for anything? Um, my best friend was invited legitimately and I was her plus one. Okay. She's involved in the entertainment industry. So she got an invite through her clients and I was her plus one. And I got gusted up, wore a dress, and I had like a little digital camera, like just a little, I think it was just like a little crummy digital camera. Sure. It's 2011, and Anna. Yeah. It it's was, like 2011. I didn't yeah. have, you know, this like, you know, anything cool or good. I say, or and we think, we think everything's so current, by the way. Did you ever watch like an old episode of The Office that you think is like, oh, this was shot last year and they have like a flip phone and you're yep. like, what is this? Yeah. Nonsense. It's I definitely had a flip phone. So I'm like, I definitely did not record this on that little flip phone job. Sure. Um, so I had this little camera and he started playing Johnny B. Good. And I was like, this is amazing. So I was just kind of standing in the crowd. And then I kind of like found an opening. So I scooted even closer and just zeroed in on him. And it was just like, that was crazy. And then the next day I saw that Huffington Post wrote an article saying, Michael J. Fox played Johnny B. Good last night at the gala. And I messaged them and said, I have video of this. I was there. So I sent them the video and it's crummy the first minute. The minute, the first minute's not good. It's pretty shaky. I was trying to get my right footing. But then there's a solid minute where I zoom in on him and he's like a virtuoso. Yeah, he's good. Like yeah. Jamming. Really good. He's like really jamming. And, you, and I zoomed in and you could see it really clearly. Um, so Huffington Post took the footage and it just exploded. Like I was contacted by NBC News. I was contacted by like all sorts of entertainment tonight. Good, Good Morning America. Like a bunch of places asked if they could run my footage. And it ultimately got like almost two and a half million views. Wow. Philadelphia Michael J. Fox super fan Anna Goldfarb was at the show. <laughs> and then they show Anna and she's like, you know, Michael J. Fox t-shirt. And she's like, hi. But isn't it like, I, why do you think something, well, obviously it went viral because he's beloved. And I guess Johnny B. Good was something he played in a movie, right? I'm not, was I that? Think it, was the, it was the movie Doc Hollywood. He, he, uh, he it was played Secret of My Success. I'm a big fan. I know Secret that. of My Success. That's what it was. Secret of My Success. Yes. Okay. Um, right. So people equate him with that song. And I think people are also, of course, you know, worried about him due to his Parkinson's and knowing yeah. that, you know, a lot of the things that he loved to do are hard for him. I mean, he recently came out and said, you know, he's probably not going to act anymore just because of the advanced stage of his Parkinson. So I'm guessing people were just so damn happy to see him on stage yeah. and vibrant and just having a hell of a good time, right? Yeah, and he was really proficient. Like you could yeah. see his... So that was the, uh, there's, it's just a joy to watch him. And Michael J. Fox was my first crush. I saw him in Back to the Future. I saw the purple Calvin Kleins. And 
that like blew my mind. I didn't know such a thing could happen on a person on a man's body. Sure. <laughs> And like he'd slept all funny in the movie, and I was like, I need to have that. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is, but I need it. Um, I remember I bought Teen Beat, and they had a little stat card of Michael J. Fox on it, and it said he was five foot five. And I thought, that's my target. Target. Like, I need a guy who's five foot five. Five five. Five five. I need that. And my husband is five foot five. There. I sought him out on match.com i said field the field was five foot five to five seven he was the second oh entry you down used, you used a filter that it. said filter these these selections down you're like male they're like yeah. hair color don't care uh, yeah. eye color who gives a shit height yes right there five give me five five there's five five and a half get out of here i want yeah. five foot five five foot five to five seven within five miles Whoa. what are we working with and you get, did you guys go out for some $5 footlongs on a date? God, that would be amazing. Oh. <laughs> horrible. Why not? I mean, you Why should. Not, and right? you got the total package, who is now your husband. Yes. Yeah. The notorious Mike D, who, uh, yeah, the, that brings it all, which is, which, is, which is amazing. And it's all because of Michael J. Fox. Michael like, J. if Fox. you for a, I don't know, let's say a, uh, uh, you know, a, 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 a Patrick Swayze. Mm-hmm. Or a Tom Selleck, mm-hmm. you you might have missed out. You would have gone a totally different direction. All the right? world. Yeah, if you Fighting fell in love, moment. if you fell in love when you were young with Tom Selleck, fifteen years later, you're on a you're on a website. You're like, I want a man with a eighty pound head. His head yeah. is humongous. Tom Selleck's. I would love to be able to weigh just his head. Mm-hmm. Like his head is just. I, I think is. Sputnik, as Mike Myers would would call it. Right. Um, You mentioned Michael J. Fox on the cover of Teen Beat. Do you want to hear a fun fact? And this is going to seg into a section I like to call Michael J. Facts. All facts about Michael J. Fox. Michael Fox was his name. He wanted to become an actor. He wanted to, you know, join SAG and stuff, but there was already a Michael J. Fox. There was already a Michael Fox. So he's like, I need to use a middle initial. His real middle initial is A, but he didn't want to use it for the main reason that if a magazine cover would have Michael A. Fox, Michael comma a Fox. You know what I'm saying, Chip? Yes. He didn't want to become, he knew I've that he was that so many times people write about me, they'll write, Chip, a fox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, it's embarrassing. It's, I don't need that out there. Right. So he just chose Jay, Jay, because there was some actor or writer that he liked who's had a name similar to that. So there yeah. you go. I hope that wet your whistle for some Michael J. Fax. I thought it was great. I thought it was really good. Yeah. All yeah, right, here we go. Anna Goldfarb, Michael J. Fox super fan. And Chip, feel free to answer any of these if you can okay. before, Anna. I don't think you're going to. All right. Ooh, okay. And Alex Keaton, Alex P. Keaton. Sure. Here's another little fun fact. When he was reading, when he got the character and the character's name was Alex Keaton, he kept calling him Alex P. Keaton. And the writers and the directors like that. They're like, oh, it sounds better. Yes, it sounds it more persnickety for a young conservative to have an Alex P. Keaton. That sure. was his little. Yeah. When Alex Keaton got together with Ellen. Alex on, P. Keaton, I think. Alex, again, I, Alex P. Keaton. 
P standard for pipsqueak though. Did so it I really? That, yeah, I don't think that was nice. That's not when nice. Alex P. Keaton got together with Ellen on Family Ties. Ellen, his his what song was playing as they danced? This is one of the biggest. At this moment, by Billy Vera and the Beaters. Holy crap, Chip! Anna, you just got smoked. Did you knew you knew that, Anna? You let Chip. He knew it, but Chip knew it better. Did you think? I know. I would do at this moment. They were in the train station. Remember the whole train station scene? It's Mm -hmm. a big one. Do you know when he? uh, He says when he goes to any event, any gala, and there's a band, and he and his wife go out to dance. The band always plays that and he's like oh great they would have to guys this is a good one it's a fun timeless song it's like a uh beer billy veer it's it's almost like a uh, south side johnny yes asbury jukes kind of situation i'm gonna go so far as to say it's billy vera and the beater's best song well that's if you're not a super fan that's what you would say if you don't really you're right you're right if you don't celebrate the entire sure Anna, what actor spent several weeks filming um, Back to the Future as Marty McFly before the part was recast with Michael J. Fox? Eric Stoltz. Boom. There we I go. Mean, that's the Anna I know. That's the, that's the Michael J. Fox super fan I know. <laughs> he, for three weeks. Yeah, Eric they did a reshoot. Some footage, yeah. They said, Eric, these three weeks have been horrible. Get the hell yeah. out of here. We need someone new, cuter, more fun. Well, do you know why they they no. fired him? Because he insisted on wearing the mask from Mask, <laughs> the movie. So not only was it hours uh, and money shelled into this mask, they're like, this Take just up. seems off-putting and unnecessary. Wow. Super fan, Anna. Um, Sadly, Michael J. Fox was not the first choice to play Alex P. Keaton on Family Tie. Who was? I'll give you a hint. Same era, same type of actor, a little more dour. He, I will give you, what's a good hint? Um, In one movie, people were very intent on saving him. Was it Private Ryan? Are you talking about Tom No, 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 before that. They wanted to save this character. He also got in a bit of trouble on a computer with the uh, Department of Defense. Oh, Matthew Broderick? That's right. Matthew Broderick was originally- Saving of Ferris Bueller, got it. Ferris Bueller was. Save Ferris. Here's a good one, guys. Michael was the first guest on this popular talk show in uh, January 11th, 1999. This talk show when a new host took over, January 11th, 1999. Semi-established basic cable talk show. New guy takes over and it skyrockets when he takes it into a new direction. The theme for the show is Dog on Fire, originally written by Bob Mould, later recorded by They Might Be Giants. And the original host was a sportscaster on ESPN. I'm giving horrible clues. You're saying a lot of words at me, and I'm like, 1999? It became the most popular, probably lefty political comedy talk show. Not politically incorrect. I don't don't know. Chip, any idea? Close. Uh, I believe you're talking about uh, when Craig Kilborn left and Mr. Yes. Stewart took over. Oh, the late, 
Michael J was his show. first guest on The Daily Show. I think that's amazing. I have no a, idea. A lot of people know. Anna, while you and I are going back and forth, Carol and Redmond, Gerard Pescatore, everyone's just firing out Daily Show, Daily Show. People, our, our, our viewers are amazing. They're good. Now, this is great. What, what city did Family Ties take place in? Oh, Ohio. They were, um, that, that stupid word. <laughs> Give a word, Ohio. It is <laughs> endearing herself to Ohioans. That stupid, pathetic city that idiots live in. Oh, Columbus, Ohio. Yes, that's it. The Columbus. Columbus, Ohio. Why are we thinking of Akron? Is that from National Lampoon's? Maybe. Like that in Akron. It's kind of impressio. It's a little hard. This is this is weird. Um, NBC executive Brandon Tartikoff didn't find it believable that Meredith Baxter and Michael Gross would have a son who is that short and didn't want to cast him originally. Mm-hmm. There's got to be, you know, words like he's an ageist or a racist. What is like a heightist? Heightist, the shortest. I, uh... Brandon Tartikoff, you monster. Yeah. We proved him wrong though, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Did you know that Meredith Baxter, Michael Gross, born on the same exact day? Really? 19, like Same. 47. Same wow. exact guy. Wow. Michael J. Fax flying at both you guys as fast. I mean, it is real. We're, we are learning tonight. It's the Michael Couple J. More. Education. This is a great one. This is, this is a fantastic one. Family Ties. I'm going to give you uh, four stars from a very popular coming-of-age film called Stand By Me. Three out of the four stars guest starred on Family Ties. Can you name the three or tell me the one who wasn't a guest star? So the four young lads from Stand By Me, three of them guest starred. Oh, Corey Feldman, River Phoenix, Jerry O'Connell, and um, who was the WW, dude? WW. Walt Whitman? Walt Very Whitman, close. Walt Whitman <laughs> the eighth. Yes, Walt great. Whitman the eighth, the great 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 grandson of Will Wheaton. Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka the third. Yes, it is Will Wheaton. Ship that is Will Wheaton. So one of those four. I a, yeah, I have a guess. I yeah, have one a, of those four uh, did not appear on the show. Which, which one do you think? I, it has to be uh, Corey Feldman. Yeah, I would agree. I would is agree. He on the small screen was not on. He was like, he was famous enough, I think, that they wouldn't. Yeah. That's a that's great logic because you thought that Corey would be too big right. to go to TV, but you're both oh, wrong. Really? Corey, Corey Feldman, River Phoenix, and Will Wheaton all appeared. Jerry O'Connell did not uh, star. Poor Jer. Never got the chance. I wonder if they bullied him on the set of Stand By Me. Who, Jerry? He was, yeah, because he was they chunky. did. Because he's like, they're like, we've all been on Family Ties. How about you? O'Connell, and they pushed him out of the treehouse. That's what I would have done if I was one of the others. Wow. This is great fan fiction. Lastly, two Oscar winners appeared on Family Ties. Two Oscar winners. One was Meredith's brother, played Meredith's brother, who I believe Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. I remember that. He drank the milk and cherries. Yes. yes. And one was... Uh, Alex Key Peaton, an early girlfriend, very tall, statuesque actress, not many episodes, but uh, before... Uh, not Courtney Cox. That was... No, bef- before her, it was, I think, the first... Gina Davis? No. Oh, was it really? 
Nice. Really? Brilliant. Yes. Wow. Chip, you're a pretty you're, you're a pretty big Michael J. Fax fan. I mean, who isn't these days? I will say I was not, I didn't dislike Back to the Future. I, I enjoy Back to the Future. I enjoy, yeah. I think it's a great movie. And the Zeitgeist, uh, it's, it was such a big moment of like, Huey Lewis in the News and that song and, and uh, Michael J. Fox was in Pepsi commercials and it, everything was Back to the Future. Yeah. Um, I I'm a bigger Teen Wolf fan. I, I have to... I have to go with uh, the TW there. I mean, I mean, I, my brother and I watched Teen Wolf much more often than we did Back to the Future. Anna, top three Michael J. Fox movies for you. Go, Anna. Um, Back to the Future one. One. You know, I kind of love the secret of my success because I love how close he is to the ground. And I really love that in Secret of My Success, he's like scooting a lot and he's like <laughs> changing his clothing a lot. And, you know, he's like in a mail cart and like running into rooms. And I really, I love that energy. So okay. I, I, this is a non sequitur, but I think Tom Holland is the natural successor wow. to Michael J. Fox. I see him in Spider-Man. He has a lot of the same mannerisms of this he like does. exasperated zoomy yes yes he has spirit the, yes um wow. so I, I like i think the best best movies are back to the future uh back to the future two teen wolf although i liked back to the future three as an honorable mention because it's better than i remembered it being i recently rewatched it and i'm like it's it's a bit better than i thought did he ever have a dark role was he always like he was in the frighteners was okay. there the, but, was he in the movie The Light of Day or was that his? Uh, yes, that, that was like a dark one. Was he using was like a band it's or like something? Cokehead. Is that what it was? Like band. A, it's like a day trader. He's stressed out. He had floppy hair. Where he's in a band? Or we know that was that was. Oh, that, that is was Light of Day. I'm thinking Bright Lights, Big City. Bright Lights, Big City. Light of Day. Jay Jay Joan Jet. Joan Jess. Joan Jet. Yes. Joan yes. Jet was like his sister or something, right? Yes. He was also in, uh, if you remember, I believe it was his first movie. Does anybody know what his first movie is? And I could be wrong about this. I don't. I think it was his first movie. Yeah, it, there, a there was movie a that movie. I watched on HBO when I was very little, many, many times. Something USA, like Party USA, or uh, yeah, not really. It's like Midnight US. Midnight. Oh, oh, close. Not Midnight Madness. Midnight Madness. No, yeah, they, he was in that. Where they went on like the scavenger hunt. I, yes, I, I love that movie. First film. Yeah, I think it was his first movie. Yeah. No, I yeah. watched that all the time when I was a kid. It was I, like my favorite movie. And you didn't realize that, uh, he, I'm looking it up now. I believe he was Midnight in Midnight Madness. Guys. Um, by the way, I, have to, I do have to say, because um, I, I like to put this out here, because you, you like to put up, Jeff, do you enjoy putting positive energy out there? I do. By the way, he was in Midnight Madness. Uh, Biff from Back to the Future, the villain yeah. in all of Back to the Futures, uh, played by Mr. Tom Wilson, mm-hmm. you know, big jerk. Tom F. Wilson. Tom F. Wilson. Uh, I, I've worked with Tom F. Wilson before, Tom Wilson. Uh, maybe the nicest person in show business I've ever worked with. The sweetest wow. person, the most genuinely nice person I've, I've ever worked with. Plays a big old jerk in all of the Back to the Futures but is is literally the the nicest uh, nicest guy I've ever worked with. Playing against type. Mm-hmm. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Guys, I'm sorry, but I just had uh, um, my big list of things to do. I also, when I was Googling the worst 
Thanksgiving songs. Sure. This is something good. These are the most popular Thanksgiving horror movies. Would you like to hear oh, those? Sure. I'm sure these will be great. Okay. Um, number one, number five, most popular Thanksgiving horror movie, Children of the Cornbread. Okay. Okay. Sounds scary. Rosemary's Gravy. Okay. Sure. Cranberry Saw. Okay. I see what you, I like that one. I'd watch that. Hellbrazer. Okay, we're, 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 uh, we're stretching the limits there, but go, go ahead. I, I, I'm enjoying it. I, I found one more. Just, just one more. It's, it's good. It's popular. It's a horror movie for Thanksgiving. Uh, the Yamityville horror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Ooh. And we're sorry. I just, I don't want to do this. I just have to, I guess. Yeah. It's part of the show. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, God. Guys, I have, I want to switch topics. A, a fun part about uh, having kids when they get older is you can obviously rewatch stuff that you loved when you were young. Um, the thing that I do, the reason I'm a great parent and a great human being, I don't force any any of, I'm not the guy who's like, making my four-year-old wear a velvet underground t-shirt because I love velvet underground. Right. Sure. I don't, I let my kids like what they like movies, anything. And then whatever they like, I like to get into too. You know what I'm saying? Yes. They like, they're listening to um, one dimension. I'm listening to it. I'm loving it with them. Right. Yeah. I'm not saying, Hey, this is a great Lemonheads deep cut. Maybe you want to listen to that. No, they like Taylor Swift. That's awesome. So every now and then I think I'll mention like, here's a TV show you might like. So we got into um, Parks and Rec like a year ago. They loved it, right? Now we're rewatching The Office. And I realized like I have nieces and nephews who are a little older and like teens love The Office. Like teens are crazy about The Office. I posted something recently and a woman's just like, my son, my young son, all he wants for Christmas is Dwight Merch. Oh, that's amazing. That's incredible. I just love the phrase Dwight Merch. Dwight Merch. Hey, mom, like picture this 11-year-old. He's just like playing video games. She's like, honey, uh, what would you like for Christmas? Just give me some Dwight Merch. Some Dwight t-shirts, maybe a pillow, maybe a uh, iPhone case. Just something with Dwight on it. That's all I want. Bobbleheads, a football, like a Nerf with Dwight's face on it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Here's what I've noticed. And you guys have to either tell me I'm crazy or tell me I'm not when I first watched The Office, loved it. Solid first six, seven seasons. Yes. I'm watching it now. I loathe Michael Scott. I know you're supposed to hate him. I know really? he is the reason. But we're up to season four, and I just hate him so much. And the reason is, no matter what horrible thing he does, he's always placated at the end. So he kidnaps like a pizza delivery boy. He makes horrible kind of racist jokes uh about asian people and and then at the end it all just everyone's like oh poor michael he's just a dope yeah. like there's no prolonged comeuppance and my friend tom com com tomb on twitter c-a-l-m-t-o-m-b said it perfectly he says uh any growth he had any growth he ever has especially after season five gets erased in favor of plot necessity mm -hmm. 
Do you agree? I I do. I feel that. Uh, I, I I feel that. And you know, it's funny. I feel things that like things have changed over the years too, uh, where like certain jokes that flew in, let's say 2007 don't fly now. Oh God. Um, yeah. I will say, uh, you know, I, I always find him endearing. Um, because there, there are some special moments, tender moments that he did that are, that are hilarious that he, the, the one time where he said, uh, he was talking to Joe played by Kathy Bates. And he said, I, um, I bought a camcorder to document all the special moments. And I only, had tw- after a year, I only had 12 minutes of footage of like special moments, which is really sad, you know, and it's really yeah. And then he said, and most of that was just birds in my my duplex, <laughs> like complex, my, my condominium. Con- and just like, it's so funny, like just that sad together with oh, the, yeah. the horrible. I, I will say when I rewatch it, uh, I, I know I'm gonna break a lot of hearts and get people mad here. I'm less and less of a gym fan every time yeah. I watch it. I am less I Jim can be a jerk sometimes or like it's like come on Jim yeah uh, yeah Anna your take I'm annoying because I love the British version of the office mm-hmm. it is so I much better was, I, I'm in it was so perfect and I really had zero interest in the American one. Oh, okay okay this I understand the appeal mm-hmm. but I think they're stretching out the story to like when I just think I don't know. The British one was perfect. The British one is perfect, and and it it had that. It really got me into that British uh, model of like two seasons, yeah. of episodes, and you're done. Move on. And it's they uh, they nailed it, and it was perfect. And yeah, yeah, they know when to call it a day and move on. And they literally laugh at the like dragging it out the way the Americans do with their shows, and they're just the, like, embar- the embarrassment. It's just it's so it's so good. It's so much better than than the the, the American version. Well, the, the positive spin on this is the more and more I watch it, I think Dwight might be my most favorite sitcom character of all time. I, I just love I think he's the most well written and consistent character. And every and it never gets stale. He's always has something more ludicrous in his life, more insanely funny and it like i literally belly laugh and i laugh aloud all you know dwight scenes so my question to you is favorite secondary character actor in one of your favorite shows like who uh so not in the office any show any show Oh, I I guess this is not even secondary. This is like way like low on the totem pole. But um, uh, oh. Elaine Stritch in Thirty Rock, the woman who plays Jack's mother, is Uh-oh. my favorite. whoa. Chip, I'm sorry. Do we have a, we have a what's happening here? Do we have? A, did you let somebody else in the Zoom? I didn't. I let nobody in the Zoom. Obviously, someone's in the Zoom now. Hello. 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 Oh, is this Jonathan? Good times. Hey, hey, you guys can hear me. Yes. Yeah. Oh wow! This is man. You guys you must doing? be. Uh, what are you doing here? Yeah, you guys got a popular show here. I've been I've been on hold forever. I guess you guys had a lot of callers ahead of me. I guess. Well, yeah, yeah, we've been yeah. taking a lot of calls. Yeah, tonight. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's no, it's fine. No, it's cool. This is a first time, long time. I can't believe I got through. I can't believe yeah, I got well, through. I, I um, actually expect me. We actually already have a guest, Anna Goldfarb, here, our good friend Anna, and writer, and. Uh, <laughs> Hi, yes, Danny. 
He's actually hey, our guest. This uh, week. Hey, uh, yeah. So this uh, this is the chip and salsa show. Mm-hmm. Chips and salsa. <laughs> yeah. We're uh, we're talking. We, we talk mostly about nachos. Yeah, no, Mexican Tex Mex food. Yeah, that's when I when I first called to to talk to you guys. I was calling because I thought it was the Chip and Salsa show. Yeah, and then it, there was a lot of talk about like Michael J. Fox, and then things kind of it, it, they went sideways. I'll say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it seemed like we kind of lost we kind of lost the plot a little bit. Uh, yeah. It's kind of a little bit out here, it was a little bit out there, and it, I I felt like I I thought maybe we could you know you guys as the Chip and Salsa show. I really like it when you guys hone in. Yeah. On, on what the essence of the show is. Okay. Bring it, bring it back to the chips and salsa. Yeah. Well, so just, you know, just as a, as a first time, long time, I just wanted to, um, you know, I just wanted to put that out there. Um, you know, I've been, I've been hanging out at the house. I've been listening. Um, you know, it's the holidays. So the, every holiday I listen to a lot of Billy Vera B-sides. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to some, like everybody knows like some of his big hits. Sure. Um, but I've, you know, I've been listening to some of the songs that, that aren't as well known. Can okay. you name a couple, um, Johnny? I'd, I'd love to know some maybe of his, his beats. Um, the, the, uh, his 1988 album, Retro Nuevo, had an album single called Between Like and Love. Uh, that was, that's a good one. That's a, that's a really good one. Yeah. My ringtone. That's yeah, my ringtone. Can you sing a yeah. few bars of it, Johnny? I know it's one of your favorites. Could you sing a few, few bars of that? Uh, sometimes you're over here and like... Sometimes you're over here in love. Yeah. Sometimes you're caught right in between. That's what they call between like and love. Yeah. Yeah. That um, just like yeah. 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 It's a real slow. It's for, it's for lovers. Okay. Okay. Johnny, who's your favorite beater? <laughs> uh, 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 Tony Meatballs. Uh, okay. Gotta be Tony Meatballs. Yeah. I feel like. You know, when that guy gets behind the keys, you just never know what's going to come out of those keys. It's just, you know, like a lot of people, uh, a lot of people try to just make him one dimensional as the father of the vegan meatball. Um, But, you know, there's so much more to his repertoire that I think we I'm glad you guys have a show uh, that, that allows people to talk about that. Yeah. I think it's great. He's a Philly guy too, Tony Meatballs. I think it's it really great, is. you know, that he always brings his Philly flavor into any one of the uh, the Billy, Billy Vera. Well, I mean, I think any Billy Vera um, concert, you know, you haven't been to a Billy Vera and the Beaters concert until Joey Electric does the electric shot slide. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think another all, Philly guy. Yeah, yeah. another Philly yeah. guy. Uh, you know. You know, that's the thing. Like everybody thinks about Billy Vera and the Beaters as being a West Coast band. And mm-hmm. they completely forget about the contributions typical of um, of the guys from Philly. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so I just wanted to make sure that we got that. Uh, we so got that in there. Well, thanks for clearing that up, Johnny. We appreciate that. Do you, yeah, have, uh, hey, do you have any questions for our, for our guest this week, uh, Anna Goldfarb? Uh, is that, are you the one that did, that, are you the, the, the lady that did the Schmitten Kitten? Yeah, I sure am. Oh my God. That is, and I mean this, that is my favorite comic strip. I just, <laughs> I, I, re, I look at that thing and I laugh. That Schmidt and Kitten will just rub lasagna all over itself yeah. and then nobody else can eat it. It's like, yeah, Odie, we hate Odie. Like we're all on the same page. Odie, gotta go. So, yeah, so you yeah. enjoy the comic strip, Schmidt and Kitten, the, about the kitten who eats. Lasagna. Lasagna. Yeah. Yeah. Mondays. Yeah. Oh, Mondays. So in one of them, yeah. Oh God, you should see. His, so he's so Schmidt and Kent has an owner. Uh, this guy, uh, Tim. 
And uh, he'll wake up. Tim will wake up on a Monday. You don't even want to look at him. You should see what this guy looks like. Get him some coffee, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. he could use oh, a big old cup of Joe. I'll tell you that right now. Um, I tell you what, this lady has really put has really put together something special with this comic strip. I think it's going to be job, big. Anna. I'm glad you're a big fan. Yeah, yeah, Anna. Well done with those those. Yeah, comics. It was was based on one of your cats, the smitten kitten, that beloved orange cat. Was that like an old cat of yours that? you basically based your a famous comic strip on? Yeah, well, it was a neighbor's cat and it kept stealing my lasagna <laughs> off my windowsill. And I said, there's something here. They always say, write what you know, write yeah, what like, you know. Give me the notepad. We got something special here. Do you still uh, do you still put your lasagnas on your windowsill to cool down? Even though all the time, I get my best material from a cooling lasagna. I get the yeah. best material. Yeah, um, Chip. I don't want this to come off as uh, as a personal attack on you. I'm sure it will, uh, though. But go ahead. But the, your your holiday lights. Yes. <laughs> Your holiday lights look like you're the kind of guy that drops a little vodka into the orange juice on a Tuesday morning. Oh, I do. And yeah. It's just, it's, I don't know what it is. And I don't, again, it's not personal. It's just, that's just the vibe I get from what it, those lights are. are I would say behind. it's sad. It's haphazard. It's, uh, you know, it's like that house. You know what it is? It's like, remember like when you were a kid and that one house, the really scary house on your block would like decorate for Halloween and try to make it scary. And it's like, no, your house is already scary. We always hear <laughs> you hitting the kids inside. There's there's a couch out front, couch, yep. broken windows and just like a weird drunk uncle pass out. It's like, your house is scary enough. You don't need to make it scary. Like that's that's the vibe that I was kind of going yeah. for. Yeah, no, I think you nailed it. With this, I feel like I, it's the old timey lights and um, they're just really sadly put, I, I put these up in about three minutes. And uh, you can't even see on the other side, I have some uh, COVID masks uh, drying uh, from, uh, from washing them. So, uh, oh, you really... wash yours? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh. No, that's what yeah. you're supposed to do, Johnny. Yeah. Oh, oh, <laughs> once, every, oh. once every month or so, just give them a quick rinsing. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, can, I just, uh, can I just utter a sentence that I just read uh, and I'd like to share with the group? Uh, you know, God forbid I take over the show, but if you yep. don't mind, I'd like to take it over for a little while. Sure. Yeah. Um, hey, th hey, this is here on Chips and Salsa. We we encourage that. Yeah. And I, I, before we get back to the Chips and Salsa, and by the way, I do want to say for the record, um, the author of Schmidt and Kitten, completely correct about blue corn. Blue corn has the best nachos. Um, you know, it's funny. That's funny. I have to say blue corn is one of my favorite restaurants. My wife and I go there all the time. I was there. We, we go there a lot. I, I think I've been there with you, Anna, uh, you and uh, you yeah. and your wonderful husband, the four of us. My fella. I was there one New Year's Day on a very nice date with my wife on New Year's Day. We were having a great dinner and it, somebody just happened to walk in and take over, sit down in my seat and start eating my food. He was rather intoxicated. He I do, is that, Johnny, do you remember, did I ever tell you that story? about that guy who just walked into Blue Corn on New Year's Day really drunk and just started eating my food with my wife. Do you remember no. who that was by any chance? Did I tell you that story, Johnny? Uh -uh. No, no, I remember the New Year's, I remember the New Year's Day we spent together um, when, 
I we had made money on New Year's Eve, which was the only show I think in our entire careers uh, that we did. That we made money that, on. That yes. There was ever any money made, and it was we were just giggling all day long because we couldn't believe it. <laughs> we were so excited, we actually made a little scratch. Yeah, and then um, I put the uh, keg from the previous night's event in the back of my wife's car and closed the back uh, hatch hatchback. And uh, unfortunately, the hatchback did not was not large enough for a keg. Um, um, if, you, if you know what a popping sound on a cork of champagne <laughs> on New Year's Eve sounds like, that's exactly like the back of a Subaru Outback. That's what it sounds like when the glass gets popped <gasps> by oh. a keg. It was a, it was a pop. It was a, it was a celebratory pop that I'll never forget. No. And well, it's interesting because I think it's kind of a combination of that. And it's like, if you popped, uh, open a bottle of champagne and then you immediately hit someone over the head with it and it's right. shattered it was yes. kind of like the combination of those two sounds into one sound yeah. um, and then and we, then i had, to, then I had then, to put a garbage bag on the back of the car and then uh and then show my wife yes <laughs> and then uh you then had to give all of the money that we made to the person that you hit over the head with the champagne bottle. Yes, yes. So then all the money that was collected by you, myself, and Carl was then given to me so that um, we ended up not making money no. uh, after, because of the way the, you know, the current market with back windows, um, <laughs> it turns out they're more expensive than what we had collected between the three of us. So uh, yeah, anyway, but getting back to the other story. Yeah, also I was very drunk and, um, and hung out with your wife uh, and basically just shoved you aside on a different New Year's, but that's a different yes. one. This Older was the story. one where then I drank out of something later that I'm not sure what it was. They said it was yes. rye cider. And then, um, and then I ended up uh, keeping my wife up until 4 a.m. that morning after I had smashed her car windshield <laughs> in. Uh, being being violently ill, uh, and, and and again, and she had school the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I mean that's neither here nor there. No. Uh, no. I'd like to get back to what I was talking about. Mm -hmm. um, now that we're done with the story about me, uh, I want to want to say this this sentence because I really enjoy it. Uh, before at this moment, Billy Vera had a small career in movies and television, including appearances in the Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai and Late for Dinner. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Illustrious career. Uh, yeah. So um, there's a lot yeah. of Billy Vera talk tonight. I like it. Yeah. No, I was I was saying, I mean, that's my favorite thing about chips and sauces that you guys not only you talk about chips, but you also talk about a lot of the Billy Vera stuff that the other guys won't talk about. Exactly, yeah. you're not gonna hear that on the Joe Rogan experience. No, no, because I think, you know, it's, I think it's one of those things that's just like, you know, the, the liberals don't want you to talk about nope. um, Billy Vera. No, um, you yeah, know, the they libs control... aren't gonna be there. They're not gonna be hearing about that. No, yeah, um, yeah so they're just, they, they control, they control all that. So, you know, that's, that's, I'm glad you guys have given us the outlet or have given yourselves the outlet to be a Billy Vera slash chips and salsa themed podcast. Well, that, that's why our, the, that's why the, the, the motto for our, for our podcast is uh, make Billy Vera again. And that's uh, we have the hats that we wear proudly. Um, uh, by the way, uh, if you created a hat that said make Billy Vera again, <laughs> I, I would, I would purchase, uh, I would purchase that, that particular hat. I think uh, uh, hat fan Joe Moore would also. I, I, I mean, more. you guys are the ones that have just, you know, raised millions with the most nonsense bullshit I've ever heard of in my life. <laughs> yes. I mean, 
<laughs> I mean, there's absolutely no reason you can't sell a Billy Vera hat. By the way, so there, there is, I mean, of course, you can do anything on the internet. Uh, you can have a template made of a Make America Great Again hat. And I put this in a, like some MAGA group or something on Twitter that I found the other day. And I just put a picture of it. Uh, but it's just a hat that just says make rain purple again <laughs> just to see and like i didn't really like i didn't comment or anything i just said just make rain purple again and just to watch watch those people get angry because at first they think it's a, like a maga hat and then they realize and they get confused and then they get angry uh if you made that as a purple hat you would be a yeah. millionaire I, I think I might. I mean, why not? Like just a purple hat that just says make rain purple again. And the good news is you guys didn't call me into the show until nobody was watching. So we're, <laughs> right. we're just, this isn't something that's going to go anywhere. And somebody that else was the plan. Steal it. Yeah. Yeah. This is like, Which you I, know, I, yeah, after I, was, uh, yeah, after I sat in the, in the waiting room for about 45 minutes, I mean, this yeah. is like, this is like the late show, uh, the late, late show invite yes. show. On, and yes. then it ends up that third eye blinds in the building so then they right. say oh, we're gonna, we're gonna put Honey, you, you didn't get bumped that's all we're gonna say you didn't get bumped yeah. you made it on the show and i think that's that says something about who you are and and who we are as chips and salsa the number one billy vera philadelphia based podcast and the beaters and the be you know what i don't, I don't think the beaters thank you. erasure don't the beaters thank yeah, you it's, a lot of beaters erasure tonight and i'm not gonna stand for it yeah no I, i'm with ann on this um Jeff, I feel like I feel like you've really focused. I I I think it's part of just who you are. You're mm -hmm. always about the front man. You're mm -hmm. always just, you know, you're just, you know, I, I hate to use the term, but you're kind of a star fucker. Yeah. Um, and so you're you're <laughs> a guy that's gonna be all over Billy Vera. And right. meanwhile, Anna is gonna appreciate that that Tony Meatballs is back there just playing his little heart out. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and I appreciate that really more than I appreciate you just trying to, you know, hitch your wagon to Billy yeah. Vera's star. I'm the guy who's at the George Thorogood acoustic show. Anna's in Delaware watching the Delaware destroyers without George Thorogood show. Like they're, they're on their own. I guess they're doing uh, instrumentals, right? Yeah. If you don't have Mr. Thorogood. Yeah, what? no, I think bad to the bone instrumental. Uh, <laughs> you, you catch that, you catch that at a late night uh, at uh, at Frankie's uh, in downtown Wilmington. Uh, you are you're having yourself a good night. I'll just put it that way. I would love to hear one bourbon, one scotch, one beer instrumental, instrumental. like the entire the entire story, the entire well, talk. Well, that's the thing. If I'm at, if I'm at, you know, Frankie's in Wilmington I, and I'm in the back, I'm just screaming that, but I'm screaming for the extended cut. Right. Yeah. Screaming. I like, yeah. Screaming. I want like the 27, the 27 minute version, uh, but without any words. I yeah. want Michael J. Fox playing Johnny B. Good, just instrumental. No, no words. I think that's, that's. I want great. Anna filming it. I want her front and center. That's when, I thought, that's when I thought you'd bring me in, Jeff, after I'd been there about 20, 25 minutes. And you guys were talking about Johnny B. Good. And I was like, oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> Johnny B. Good times. Oh, what a second. Talk about time. just me completely, completely missing maybe the, the smoothest seg ever <laughs> yeah, from a yeah. Johnny B. Good. And we only talked about Johnny B. Good for 15 straight minutes. And, right. and, and oh, young Johnny B. Good times just sitting there being like, Oh, here it comes. Here I it comes. It's been a long two weeks. I'm not really, you know, I'm a little yeah, out of then, it. 
Yeah, and then you 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 got off on some tangent about like um, little turkey leg boy or something, and mm-hmm. it was like, well, here I don't even know. I yeah. don't even know. I mean, this isn't the chips and salsa I know. They're talking about you know turkey leg songs. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. I know, Chip. This is the first show that we did not have like a hot sauce challenge. You know, this normally we, we do. We didn't. You know, we do chips and salsa. We 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 have the hats that have the dip in the middle. Yep. We do the. You know, this is a habanero. This is a uh, a Carolina Panther. You know, that's a type of. Uh, I made that up, but that's probably a type of very yeah. hot pepper. Yeah, like maybe, maybe a football like Scoville, team, yeah. like maybe five million Scoville units. Sure. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is the first show where we haven't had a hot sauce challenge. So I apologize to our regular listeners, viewers who expect some sweating. Some fun. Can I just can I yeah. just toss something out there, and mm-hmm. I will whether or not it's okay. Yeah. I do. Um, so what if what if the make rain purple again hat yeah has a giant dip bowl okay right right in the middle of it i'm listening so it's, it's a make it's a make purple it's a make rain purple again hat but it's also a salsa bowl i like that i like that a lot and then it's got like the two little things that like come down as like as like straws that come down into your mouth or what if we had a hat and Anna, you can give me your approval on this one, make kitten Schmitten again, and then just a big lasagna on the top of the Schmitten kitten who loves his lasagnas. Oh my God, a plate of lasagna. I was thinking like, a- like lasagna in test tubes, like those test tube girls with the shooters. Right, mm-hmm. right, right. Put lasagna in a test tube for a shooter, walk around. Oh my God! That's how oh. John. That's that's how Tony Meatballs does his weekends. Uh, <laughs> I mean, right there. I yeah. love. I love just yeah. cow. You, hey, can I get a shot of something? What do you want? What do you want? A fireball? What do you want? A this or that? Lasagna. It's, it's on the beach. And it's like no, just lasagna. That's why I just want a slippery shot nipple. Yeah. Move, move over, slippery nipple. We got lasagna in a test yeah. tube. <laughs> I uh, mean, I you know, I it's it's crazy. What, how many million dollar ideas we've just kicked around in the last 10 minutes? Yeah. If we could take this down, Jeff, from mm-hmm. Facebook and not yeah. release this. Until we take it back to the lab, we'll split it between the four of us and we'll all be millionaires. By secure Christmas. some domain names, right. uh, get some intellectual property. What uh, if, oh, hold on. follow me here. What <laughs> if there was a run from no. the Fantasy Island adult store? Okay to like an actual island. Okay. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Are you, you, I don't know if you, you guys picking that up. I'm liking it. I'm thinking here? maybe. Um, I think I see Jeff writing it down right I, now. What's the, what what's the closest island to fill? Uh, what's the- <laughs> Here's what we do. We ask people to donate and then we put the word fraud right on the thing. Right. <laughs> I mean, are people so dumb they're still gonna donate? I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't know. I guess we'll see. We'll we'll, we'll find out. We will find yeah. out. Yeah. This is uh, you guys. Are you guys up for an eighty-nine mile run from the um, <laughs> Fantasy Island to Long Beach Island uh, run <laughs> over the Ben Franklin Bridge down the AC Expressway? Right. Yeah. Seven people killed in local run organized <laughs> by Chips and Salsa podcast. There's oh, lasagna no. everywhere. Lasagna. lasagna. Massacre. All, all wearing all wearing purple hats slash <laughs> dip bowls. One of the worst ideas ever. It's like Heaven's Gate, but even dumber. <laughs> yep. 
Oh, man. Organizers sued. Organi- once, once beloved organizers, chip, Chips and Salsa sued. Lost everything. Yeah. Yeah. They were doing great for a while, but they just had an idea and they took it too far. Yeah. We flew too close to the sun, guys. We got a little too. Uh, a little yeah. Too well, Johnny, Johnny, good times. Uh, thanks. For, thanks for stopping yeah. by. Oh, well, thanks for uh, thanks for we having me. I didn't invite you, but you just in. showed up somehow. I don't yes. know. I, and again, I apologize, Johnny. I said the wait in the, the green room would only be 15, 20 minutes tops. I didn't realize 40. Yeah. We were, uh, it's totally fine, Jeff. Um, it's, it's not a big deal. Um, I mean, it's uh, not to be perfect. fair. Anna, Anna went a little long with her uh, lasagna stories. She was, uh, yeah. Favorite yeah, Michael J. Fox. Well, I'm going to of fortune. Um, so, you know, uh, uh, Anna, keep keep it going with the comic strip. Uh, don't stop now. I, you know, I know not a lot of places have picked this up, but I wouldn't be shocked at all if they made a couple movies out of it. Um, really funny ones, <laughs> trust me. Um, and I think, uh, you know, I think you're doing great. And uh, uh, Chip and Salsa, uh, you two guys are two of my favorites, uh, two of my favorite podcasters going right now. Thanks. And um, yeah, and it, let's, uh, let's, let's eat some more chips. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, and that's Johnny. Good times. Thanks, Thanks Johnny. Johnny. For, Thanks, Thanks, guys. And Salsa. Uh, <laughs> wow. Well, apologies all around for that. Yeah. To that's Anna, sad. to the listeners. And I don't no. normally like lock my Zoom and sometimes people just chime in and jump in and Boy. I wish I knew the technology how to do that. But this time. It's kind of like the Wild West. It really like, is. It really but he is. had a big fan. He seemed like a big fan and he knew his stuff. He he, he really did know his uh his 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 things. Uh, by the way, there is in all, all seriousness, one of my favorite comic strips ever is a comic strip you just Google it called Garfield minus Garfield. Have you yeah, ever seen great. that? Yeah, I've mm-hmm. seen that. It's so good. It's it's my favorite thing. It's like existential, it's like Very, an existential yeah. crisis. Guys, we are almost at the end of our show here. And do we have any shout outs, Chip? We like to give shout outs at the end of our show. Uh, anything you want to in particular? My, my dog is losing her marbles. I don't know if you could tell. Oh, do you, do you have to let her out? No, she's just itching her back. Oh, her, she has a new little Christmas sweater and it's itching her back. Ah, uh, well, that's, that's happening. So uh, any shout outs, Chip? Um, I watched a fun movie the other night on Peacock for free. We can watch mm-hmm. it. You got Comcast. It's free. Uh, a lot of good Hitchcock movies on there. The Trouble with Harry. I think that from 1950. Fun romantic comedy about a corpse. That's Whoa. all I'm going to say. Fun romantic comedy about a corpse by Mr. Alfred Hitchcock. It was a good one. There you go. Yeah. Oh, oh, by the way, also, can I, I'm going to plug something right now. Yeah, I'd love you to. I can do that. Um, any listener out there looking for a fun, I'm selling out right now. I'm selling out. Looking for a fun, professional entertainment for their online Zoom Christmas party, family get together, corporate event, uh, office Christmas party. Myself and the very funny Mary Radzinski are, we've done a couple uh, corporate shows before, but we are doing a bunch of holiday corporate Zoom shows where we can, where, where we uh, do stand up, we do some PowerPoints, we do some absurd stuff about your company if you want to. Uh, we, we, we tailor it to your company. So if you want to contact me uh, on Facebook or Twitter or anything like that, and uh, uh, Mary and I will do your office Christmas party and look at those adorable pups in their sweaters. Look at him. Oh my God. 
Yeah, what's the best way to contact you? Just via uh, Facebook, Twitter, any of yeah, your Facebook, Instagram? Twitter, chipchantry at gmail.com. Okay. All one word, you can do that. Uh, so yeah, that's what I got. Uh, Jeff, you got anything? Anything you want to want to plug? You want to hit up? Uh, anything you've uh, been watching, listening to? No, actually, uh, my whole world's been the uh, the fraud street. I'd like to give a shout out to James Heskey's new video series. Really funny. Depressed Chef. Yes. If you just type in James Heskey, I believe YouTube, Facebook, yeah, Twitter. He uh, he's an amazing cook. Not the most energetic. He might seem a little bit sad, but he's making down. great food. Just check him out, James Heskey, depressed chef. And Anna, people can find you a lot of places. I know on Twitter, you secured the handle Anna Goldfarb, which is pretty good get. I, I tried to do that one, tried, and it was already used. I tried to. I actually contacted a thirteen-year-old. And I was like, you need to give me this handle. Did you really? Yeah, she has 25 followers. And no, I was like, listen, what you, like what year I need this, roughly. I'd say it's like three or four years ago. How great I was it? Her, like more recently. <laughs> yeah, I messaged her a few times and like, hey, like, um, here's who I am, like, here's my website, and it like, and she goes, Yeah, you can have it, lol. <laughs> like, thank you. <laughs> oh, you Which, were, what were you using before that? Were you just using like Schmidt and Kitten? Schmidt and Kitten, or? Kitten yeah. yeah. And yeah. it was a strange thing to go from your brand to your like personal name. I was like, and oh, by you, the way, I'm actually a were person. Were you able to transfer? Like, I, I don't know how that works. Were you able to transfer your followers over? Or did they just have to make? Yeah, them? it doesn't change. But you just have to be like, hey, my new, you know, my new okay. username is this. So you kept your followers. Yeah. You kept your followers. Kept all my followers wow. and got a blue check, which is Yeah, that, tell me about that. How did how did you go about that? Or did I it just, just that's, happen? That's when they were more like open to it. And I had my own website with my name to kind of make the case of I'm a person with a thing. Yeah. And, yeah a few years um, ago, if you were a writer and you're like on a like a published writer and author, if your name is your Twitter handle. And then yeah. you have a couple other things. They'll be like, yeah, you're legit. Yeah, in a book, I had a website. And they're like, okay, fine, you can have this. I um, know a friend of the show, John Solomon, for years was trying to get John so at John Solomon. Before that, he was Comedy Minus One, which he still owns. And he was like literally pestering a guy. And I think he finally wore him down. But usually it's like the person would be like, all right, five grand. Were yeah. you prepared? Yeah. For yeah. Yeah, I offered her like 50 bucks. I'm like, um, I'll give you $50. She goes, you can have it. It's fine. Oh like, my God, Yay! that is awesome. So you can find Anna at her where she stole Anna, uh, at Anna Goldfarb from a young clueless girl. Yeah. She now took it yep. from her, swiped it from her. Also, you get I Anna promised Goldfarb her lasagna. Back. Oh my <laughs> That's God. right. Unlimited lasagna. Of course. And if you need extra, just come by my open windowsill. <laughs> yeah um and of course anagolfarb.com you could find all uh your latest writings again for new york times vice medium the cut um what are you doing for thanksgiving um i'm in love with my husband and my three-legged cat and mm -hmm. i told everyone to go away which i normally do i nor i have yeah. trained my family we were not seeing you on thanksgiving get a life yeah so this is just normal okay like go so away well, awesome. Enjoy Nothing. lasagna. Enjoy some nice Thanksgiving lasagna. Thank you. Chip, enjoy 
we're gonna have chips and salsa again for uh, well that's all we have that's nowadays all we have. that's that's all we do these days awesome. chips and salsa all right guys i'm going to do a thing that i like to call playing us out if i can just find look at me looking for files so and i don't have my glasses on and, and as you look for that, everybody follow Anna Goldfarb. Read her stuff that she writes. She, she's an amazing writer. So helpful, uh, especially in these times. Yeah. Uh, great articles and, uh, and, and a fun follow as well. But thank you so much, Anna, for, for coming you, on. Anna. I hope you enjoyed it. My apologies no for the very rude uh, uh, Zoom bomb that we had from Johnny Goodtimes. I thought that was really inappropriate, and I apologize. Uh, but I, but I hope you hope you enjoyed it, and uh, I'm sure I'll see you soon. And uh, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a thank you for for coming on. Thanks for having me. I had a blast. <laughs>